The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to Content Strategy Week on the Voices of Search podcast. This week, we're going to publish an episode every day talking about what you need to know to kick your content into high gear. Joining us for Content Strategy Week is Cassie Dell, who is a Senior Client Success Manager at Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. And in addition to being our guest today, Searchmetrics is also the presenting sponsor of the Voices of Search podcast. Yesterday, Cassie and I talked about how to do simple keyword research. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about whether you should be focusing on trending or evergreen content. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the second installment of Content Strategy Week with Cassie Dell from Searchmetrics. Cassie, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben, how are you? I'm doing well, Cassie. Thank you for asking. Excited to have you back on the show. Likewise, excited to be here. And excited to continue our conversation about content strategy, and I'm not exactly sure why I'm talking like this. <laughs> I like it. It sounds like you should be doing that like that. Can we keep it up? It sounds like I should be a podcast host, but let's get down to business here. Yesterday, we talked about simple keyword research, how you're balancing three variables, the demand, the competition, and how much effort you're going to have to put in to rank for a given keyword. Basically, how related is that keyword or term to what your actual business is? Today, I want to dive a little deeper. When you think about content research, there's really two types of strategies that you could focus on. Are you building trending topics that you can rank for quickly and easily, or are you focusing on evergreen? Talk to me about finding the balance between those two types of content. Yeah, of course. So when it comes to obviously trending content, timing is 
almost is basically everything. So it's the type of content where you need to do a quick amount of research really on the topic, the four or five terms that are going to be essentially trending on Google Trends and across Google, and then just get content out as quickly as possible. Obviously, make sure to update pretty often when it comes to that. And then the other side is evergreen, that content that in general might have a little bit of a slower stream of interest. But over a long period of time, it might be that type of content that you update once a year, add in a few new things. And essentially, it's always going to bring you that traffic because there's always going to be somebody interested in that content. So let's talk about trending topic first. You know, you mentioned that you want to be on trend. And you know, for me here, the trick is how do you figure out how to be ahead of trend? How do you actually write content for what's going to be popular so you are the leader in the clubhouse and the default resource for that topic? And I'll use the example. There's this thing called the coronavirus. Have you heard of it? Once or twice. Some people call it COVID-19. When that topic came out of nowhere in 2020, that was last year, it cut us all off guard. But then all of a sudden, everybody and their mother needed content related to COVID-19 and the coronavirus. How do you understand that a topic like that is going to pop up and be relevant, impactful? And how do you basically become the resource for it? Or is that something you should be focusing on? And I will say I rarely ever give social media a plug. But in this case, us kind of being in the world of social media, in general, people are always going to be first before content. So I will say I've got a lot of clients that kind of ask that very question. And in general, you can find so much in terms of what have I seen kind of being whispered out there about the topic? What in general maybe happened a little while ago? And how did that kind of rise in the realm of social media? How did it rise in content? In general, just try and search for those trends on obviously coronavirus. There's never been anything like that before. But maybe in something prior, look for the types of questions, the types of resources that were used in something similar. But in general, pay attention to the message boards, what's going on on the latest like social media tracks, because chances are that's going to be a good indicator of what people are interested in because they're spending their own time talking about it. I want you to know that the Spanish flu of the early 1900s is very offended that you said there's been nothing like this before. Poor coronavirus. I hope you didn't have your feelings hurt. I was just quoting what all the news outlets have been saying over the last couple of months that there's never been anything like this. I thought I had to jump on never seen anything like this (laughs) since all of us have been alive, but it has happened before. Anyway, I'm off topic again. Cassie, you know, the idea here is you're checking the message boards. You're reading through the conspiracy theories. There's also the content process here, right? You've got to be able to recognize what is a topic that is coming, something that is relevant to your business. Look, if you're if you're in healthcare, obviously you need coronavirus content. If you're selling Apple Watch wristbands, you probably don't need a coronavirus flavored Apple Watch wristband. Probably not relevant content for you to make. That said, when you're finding a trending topic, you not only need to isolate what the topic is, you need to get that content up and out quickly. So talk to me about the content development piece when it comes to trending versus evergreen content. Definitely in general, I mean with anything trending, I'd say being agile and really, really flexible is the best case. And I've seen a lot of people that just try and push out every single different type of content, seeing which one sticks. And in general, I usually tell folks, especially with something that's trending, put up one really good piece of content, update that piece of content and make it relevant. Give it the chance to kind of gain quite a bit of authority. So when it comes to resources, obviously just having maybe a flexible content team that is used to doing something other than the norm. 
I think that the idea here is building in flexibility. It's actually something that we've done here with the Voices of Search podcast where we have our what we consider to be evergreen content topics like this where the content strategy is going to be important for the SEO community today. It's going to be important tomorrow. It's going to be important next year. So we're going to work this newer schedule. We're going to take our time producing the content and make sure we produce the best possible content we have. Now, there's also episodes that we have which we're specifically carving out time to do something that we call ad hoc episodes. And most of the time, it's me and Jordan Cooney who are getting together and talking about, well, what's the SEO news of the week? And so by building in time in our schedule to focus on creating topical content, trending content, we know that's coming. It's on our schedule and we have the ability and resources carved out to be able to turn something around quickly. So there actually is planning involved in building out trending content as opposed to evergreen. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Now, let's talk a little bit about the flip side. When you're building something that's for the long haul, trending content, you got to get it up, you got to get it out, got to get it quick. It's all about making sure that you have the relevant information and getting it out timely. With evergreen content, there's less time pressure, but there's also potentially more competition Talk to me about how you evaluate the opportunity for evergreen content and should you be focused on that as opposed to your trending content? So first thing, focused on them. I think exactly the way you just described it is honestly, there should never be everything in one bucket. We only need to focus on evergreen or everything in one bucket. We only need to focus on trends. I think obviously having place and space for both of them simultaneously is one of the best strategies I've seen as is effective. In general, when it comes to evergreen and kind of planning along that aspect, I think some of the most successful things I've seen is obviously around that industry and that business, the type of stuff that you can see just based on steady traffic to your website. In general, trends that you see and what users are like sellers, purchasers are on your website for. In that case, chances are that's the type of content that's always going to have a pretty consistent network of people that are looking for it. And then obviously, when it comes to evergreen, it's just content with a really steady potential to kind of build a base of that consistent traffic. 
So usually I would say, especially with Evergreen, are the questions, the how-tos, the things that are going to instruct people or give people insight on something, that that's never going to go away. It might not be something like that's trending in the recent weeks, but it's something that someone's always going to need information on. This piece of information, this product or this topic isn't going to disappear tomorrow, essentially. That's the type of content we want to build Evergreen around. When you think about building out those content, I'm assuming that there's different formats that work for trending versus evergreen. Fast content, probably shorter format for trending, longer researched pieces for evergreen. You know, how do you figure out what the right amount of content is for your trending pieces or your evergreen? Yeah, for sure. I'd say, yeah, exactly what you said. Usually it's going to be quite a bit longer for evergreen. Essentially, I <laughs> I kind of use this as an example. If I ever look at recipes, it usually takes a good 10 seconds to scroll past the weather that day and what inspired them to write about a cookie before you actually get to the recipe at the bottom. So I think in general, it's a pretty good example of really long form evergreen content that lays a good base layer and an example of usually the type of word count you'd want on the page for something like that. I mean, isn't that just a vehicle for getting people to scroll down past the advertisements so they can report to whatever ad agency they have that here's how many ad impressions and views we actually have. Exactly. I think it's always interesting to see why a uh, chicken cacciatore recipe was inspired by a Vitamix. But it always starts with grandma. Grandma made <laughs> this amazing chicken cacciatore and all I need to do is write about her for a thousand words and I've got SEO gold. It's passed down through the generations. Every recipe was. I didn't say it was my grandma. It was a grandma. Someone's grandma came up with this recipe and I'm going to capitalize on it. So in general, I mean, when it comes to evergreen, usually you're going to be kind of answering more questions, more content. Chances are the type of people that stumble on that page are looking for a list, answers to those questions or a step-by-step guide. In general, it tends to lean towards a little bit more content. Whereas something trending, this might be the folk, the type of folks that are clicking on multiple different articles in a carousel, and you're going to be pretty competitive against all of them. So they want to digest whatever piece of information or news they can in something like one paragraph and a few bullets in that case. So I definitely say when it comes to content or size, evergreen, don't go too long-winded where it's off topic, but obviously enough where it adds value to somebody and all of their questions get answered without having to go to another piece of content to answer the other half of the question they had. And then trending, like I said, don't bury the important piece of information just because you want to get a lot of content on the page. When you're thinking about figuring out the right amount of content for a given topic, whether it's trending or evergreen, you know, what are the tools, products, resources that you use to try to figure out how many words, you know, how to make sure that you're targeting the right keywords, you know, making sure that you're getting the biggest bang for your buck, specifically when you're working on your evergreen content? Yeah, so our tool in search metrics is honestly a great use case. I've got a lot of clients that use it, honestly, for evergreen and blog articles, for product pages and kind of everything in between. But especially that question you just asked of, all right, well, what does the tool do? It essentially goes out and looks at my top competitors, the types of keywords they're using, and the number of words they have on the page. So that'll kind of give me that perfect sweet spot to say, all right, Compared to all those competitors, you should be writing roughly 800 words on this article and 100 or 1,020 words on this article. You should be including these types of keywords. And it essentially guides you through that exact process. So I don't have to spend 
25 minutes clicking on every single one of my competitors and making a judgment call based on what I saw very quickly. At the end of the day, it's important to not write without having done your research. And there are tools, search metrics, content experience being the one that we'll highlight today, where you can get a sense of what Google is expecting in terms of your content length, what they're thinking about in terms of content density. So as you're creating your content, when you're thinking about your evergreen content, you're not just flying blind. You're not just shooting in the dark. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Cassie Dell, Senior Client Success Manager at Searchmetrics. If you'd like to hear more of Cassie and Searchmetrics tips to building an effective content strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about understanding topic intent. Can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Cassie. You can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes or you can visit her company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. Music.